Hello, and welcome to the Emma's for Mama podcast. I'm your host, Abby Halberstadt, happy wife, mama to 10, Bible-believing Christian. And before we dive into today's topic, I want to remind you about our podcast sponsor, Milk and Honey Jewelry, a unique and beautiful way to commemorate the time of feeding your baby, either by turning your breast milk or your formula into a beautiful stone that goes inside gorgeous jewelry that you can keep and even pass down to your children. It is super easy to do. You can just mail your breast milk or formula sample into them. They turn it into a stone, mail your jewelry back to you. You get to choose between a bunch of different beautiful designs, and then you have that to keep. You can use the code ABBY, A-B-B-I-E, for 15% off your order at milkandhoney.jewelry. Okay, so we started a series last week. Actually, it was the week before last week, so let's let's touch on that. Um, I apologize for the unintentional an unexpected pause in programming, but we had strep throat all last week, plus Sean and my older boys were traveling, and um, I just kept thinking that I would get to the podcasting, get to the podcasting, and it just did not happen. So that's real life for you. When you are a busy mom, and you are a homeschool mom, and you are keeping babies happy while they're sick, and you yourself aren't feeling super great, podcasting kind of takes a a back seat, and I've talked to you guys about how we have really, really quick turnaround times here. So it did not happen last week to get an episode recorded and posted, but we're back. And I wanted to take a brief break, even though we just started a new series about a biblical response or a Christian response to church. And we did our first episode a couple of weeks ago about not being a scoffer, and that could apply to pretty much any situation in our lives that we're not supposed to be mockers and scoffers. We dove into Psalm 1 and how that affects how we view the Christian church, how we approach the bride of Christ, what the Bible has to say about it. And we're going to move on to another facet of that in the coming weeks. I'm not exactly sure how long our series will end up being, but I'm guessing three to four episodes. And um, I have some other things that I'll mix in between. But today, I thought it would be fun to talk about birthday traditions. And if you're wondering why that topic in the middle of a really heavy topic, like a Christian response to the church and how the world is viewing the church right now, it's because today is our little boy honors birthday and he's not quite so little anymore. He's turning seven. And I don't know about you, but for me, seven is kind of that tipping age where they don't seem as young anymore. You know, there's no seven T in clothing Um, they're just starting to grow up and be a little bit more of a big kid. Now, Honor is a very little big kid. He can still wear 5T. He's always been a small fry, at least after he was born, because he's actually our second largest child at birth. So he was nine pounds, one ounce, which is one whole ounce right behind Simon, our second born, who was nine pounds, two ounces. And if your brain is reeling with all those names and all of those numbers, but you want to know more about birth stories you can check out my birth story series that I did um, several months ago where I run through either batch birth stories, several in in an episode, or um, whole dedicated episodes. Like, for example, the Twinsies' birth story, Evie and Nola's birth story, and um, the Twinbees' birth story, Titus and Tobias' birth story, are their own separate episodes. So if you want to know any more about any of that kind of stuff, if you geek out over birth weights and where you had them and you know, the whole shebang. I've got that there for you. Um, So today is Honor's birthday, and typically I wouldn't be podcasting on one of my children's birthdays, but we have been celebrating all day long, and he is inside playing Mario Kart 
tournaments with his siblings. And so I wanted to do a really short and sweet episode talking about birthday traditions, because this is one of the FAQs on my What Do You Want to Know Wednesday Q&A that I do each week on Instagram. What are your birthday traditions? What are your Christmas traditions? And we did a whole episode on Christmas traditions. um, And I got a lot of feedback that you guys enjoyed that, that you got some ideas from it, that you found some commonality there, or just thought, oh, we don't do any of those, but that's cool because we do this other thing. Um, And you were able to recognize your own unique traditions or think about starting more of your own for the future. I can't tell you exactly what kind of birthday traditions I had growing up other than, you know, I'm sure that we did K. I mean, I remember birthday parties, but I don't remember specific traditions. And so I don't know if that's because we didn't have as many of them or if it's because my kids will grow up and go, I don't remember what birthday traditions we had to, and it's going to be more important to me than it is to them. But either way, at this point in their lives, they seem to enjoy our birthday traditions, and we do have some specific ones. So I thought I would share some of them with you to maybe um, jog some creativity if you're looking for what to do with your kids as they get older, or to maybe um, refresh kind of a tired tradition that nobody seems to enjoy as much, because that happens. Sometimes things work for a season and then they don't work as well in the future, and that's fine. Um, And so this has been an evolving process. We didn't do all of these things when our older kids were a little bitty. And some of these things make more sense now that we have older kids who can help out or contribute. So Just keep that in mind. Remember, the goal is not comparison. The goal is um, encouragement, inspiration, and just kind of gleaning new ideas or being affirmed in the ideas that you already do. So the number one thing that we have always done is a birthday breakfast. There's always been some sort of special meal for um, the breakfast honoree. And I know that that's not even a little bit unique But I have heard from people that are like, yeah, breakfast is not really our thing. So breakfast has always been our thing. This is something that Sean and I always did for each other whenever we could, even when we were dating um, and while we were engaged. And then when we were married before we had children. Now, that wasn't for very long because our first kid was born about a week before our first wedding anniversary. But then, you know, you have a one-year-old or a two-year-old and they don't really notice that it's a special birthday breakfast. So this is kind of something that we established as a couple tradition to make a special breakfast for each other. And then we've continued it with our kids. The thing that we love during that breakfast the most, and I know this is not unique to our family, and I'm almost positive that Sean's the one that came up with the idea because I really do think that um, he comes up with the majority of our really good traditions that we stick to. I'm the food person. He's the detailed tradition person. I love it. And some stick and some stay and some go by the wayside, but this is one that is stuck for sure is that we go around in a circle and it doesn't matter which direction I'm sitting from him. Typically when we're at our house and we're around the kitchen Island, he is to the left of me. So we go counterclockwise and I'm the next one right beside him. So we just keep going in a line as we've been at our rental and we have done birthdays. Um, it seems like I'm sitting at some weird spot to him. We're sitting across from each other, but I always go second. So what we do is we say one thing we really love about the birthday boy or girl. And then we go to, so Sean goes first and then I go, and then we go around the table counterclockwise. Um, And typically at this point, just kind of by unspoken, it makes sense. We've said enough, you know, just 
kind of has settled on, we usually do two rounds. In the past, we would do more. Sometimes we would do one. But typically, everybody knows that they're going to say two things that they really love about the birthday boy or girl. And they just sit there and bask in the glow of being adored and having nice things said about them. You know, even there's a tradition within the tradition of saying these things about the birthday boy or girl in that somebody at some point is going to say, and I'm so grateful and I love about you that you're so generous. And the reason that they say that is because everybody's always getting treats on their birthday. So it's kind of this wink, wink, nod, nod to the fact that, and you're going to share those with us. Right. And so at this point for a while there, people made that joke because they both did want them to share their treats, but also they just wanted to make a joke about how, Oh, aren't you so generous? And now it's gotten a little old, so if people don't make the joke about the generosity, someone at the end will throw in there, oh, oh, and also you're so generous. So we're all so very generous according to our, our birthday tradition um, because we all want to share each other's treats. So that is a big one. And I feel like those, regardless of your love language, you know, whether it's touch or words of affirmation or acts of service or giving gifts, there's not anybody too much that's going to turn down words of affirmation, especially a kid that's going to be upset about the fact that his or her whole family is taking the time to say very specific things. You know, I love it when you wrestle with me or play tickle spider with me. You know, I love that you read books with me or you help me with my projects. I love your sense of humor, like things that we said, for example, about honor today are that he has a very sparkly personality, that he lights up a room, that he is charming, that he is fun, that he's almost always cheerful. Now that makes honor sound like just the perfect little boy. And of course he's not, he has his flaws, but he is a very bubbly, effervescent, enjoyable little boy to be around. And anyone that you talk to, whether it's his Sunday school teachers or people at the gym that we go to, or his um, homeschool co-op teachers all say the same thing. Honor is just fun. He's a joy. So that's going to kind of be the theme. Um, for someone else, it would be a different theme. And it's interesting to see how the theme emerges as we, the people who know them best, talk about different aspects of these traits that are unique to them, um, but so known to all of us. And so that's probably one of my favorite things about birthdays is getting that moment to really focus on them and say, we all love you so much, period. But here are some of the reasons why we like you as well and love you. Um, and then we will typically, if we can, depending on the day, focus obviously as much as possible on celebrating that person. So they get to decide the order of the day. Um, because we homeschool, there is the freedom to get up early and get some math done. And siblings will do that. They'll race through their school early of their independent work and um, be ready to play Mario Kart tournaments, or um, we've really been into some card games recently. Um, one is called Mantis and one is called Gnoming Around. They really like Exploding Kittens, um, Rat Attack Cat. Um, what are some other ones? Those are just, I always get asked for, for family game ideas. So there's, there's a couple that I'm throwing out there. And so they'll play a card game or they will um, put together a toy that they've gotten. So yes, of course we do presents as well at breakfast. And so the whole package is breakfast plus these words of affirmations plus presents. Oh, and also lately it's probably been four or five years. Actually, it's probably been longer than that, that we make homemade cards. 
nothing fancy. Sometimes it's just, you know, a, a note on a piece of folded um, printer paper. Sometimes the girls, oftentimes the girls who love to draw, will accompany it with um, a sketch or a watercolor, a little painting or drawing really quickly, and will help the little ones write their names. And it's just another way of expressing specific things that we love and like about this person to make them feel special on their special day. Um, and then one tradition that we've been able to establish as we've had older kids that were able to help us out by being there and holding the fort while we took the birthday honoree out for lunch is that Sean and I will specifically take <clears throat> that child or in the case of Evie and Nola children out for lunch, wherever they want to go. And they will, um, yeah, they'll get us all to themselves for that time. I say Evie and Nola together and people are like, why don't you let the twins have their own birthday tradition? Why are you always keeping them together? Um, it's not that we're always keeping them together. We would happily do two different birthday lunches on two different days. That would be totally fine. They actually prefer to do the lunch together. And anytime that we've kind of tried to encourage them to branch out and do you want to do it separately? I mean, nope, nope. And there may come a day when they change their mind, but at this point they very much so would feel bereft to be separated from their sister on their birthday. So that's how that goes. We'll see how Titus and Toby look at it because we typically start this um, tradition when our kids are between three and four, not between three and four, that would be strange. That would not be their birthday, but um, somewhere around three or four, and Titus and Toby really needed naps on their birthday this last go round and kind of didn't seem that interested in the concept. They're like, eh, okay. So I think we'll probably give it a try on their fourth birthday, um, which is typically the one where you can tell they get it. They appreciate the special attention. They think it's really fun and they love having just mom and daddy to themselves for that time. And they're able to pick the restaurant and all of the things. So that's something that we do. And we actually just got back from doing that with honor a little while ago. Um, and we'll also give them the choice of several things that they love to do. So for example, um, with Theo, who is now nine, he got into this habit of, he wanted to eat at a certain place. There's this really fun Mediterranean restaurant in our town. And if you live near me in East Texas, then the name of the restaurant is Tiba grill. It's super yummy. And he wants to go there and then he wants to go to half price books. And what's hilarious is he's not even looking at books. Theo loves books, but he's not specifically looking at books. Years ago when we started this tradition, he went um, in the back and discovered that they had this little area with stuffed animals and puzzles and toys. And it's so cool and funny how kids just get enamored of a certain concept and they probably couldn't articulate to you why this is so appealing to them and why this is where they want to keep going over and over again, even as they get older and they've kind of um, aged out of the appeal that it had before. So he always wants to go to half price books, but the last two years we haven't stayed very long because it, you know, stuffed animals aren't really his thing anymore. And the little toys are a little young for him, but just, I think almost out of pure nostalgia, that's what he wants to do. Um, sometimes we'll go to a park, uh, for today, we've had some weather in East Texas and you guys are going to chuckle. I've been doing some posts on my Instagram asking the low, um, temperature where people are. And I have a lot of followers in Canada 
and in the northern states of the U.S., and they are definitely winning with wind chills. I think one person in South Dakota or North, North Dakota uh, had a wind chill of negative 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which boggles my mind. I can't even begin to imagine what negative 70 degrees Fahrenheit feels like even. Um, but when it gets down into the teens or the single digits for us, and we have some precipitation and it's slippery and icy out there, that's, that's weather for East Texas. I will say that although I got teased mercilessly by these people who were dealing with negative temperatures and then wind chills on top of that, um, for saying that it was chilly in East Texas when it was 12 degrees and we had some snow and, you know, we weren't driving because it was, it was slippery. Uh, that East Texas is not calibrated for really low temperatures. And also we have very humid cold. So it's funny because people that live in Colorado where it's considerably colder for longer periods of time, or even people from the Northeast that maybe don't have the negative temperatures, but live in colder areas for longer, will come here sometimes when we're having a cold snap and they'll be like, it just feels colder than what I'm used to. And it's because it's a wet cold. It just gets in your bones. It bites. Now, not anything like negative 70 wind chill, believe me. I am not even trying to say that it's close to the same. But we've had a little bit of weather, and so there aren't that many places that stay open when people are slip sliding around the roads because there's not that many customers out, and it doesn't make any sense to pay your employees if nobody's coming into the store. So we did try to go to Half Price Books because Honor has latched onto some of Theo's traditions and wants to do the same thing because he adores his big brother. That one was closed. And then where we ended up going, which is another favorite of our five little boys, is the pet store. And we spent about an hour looking at geckos and chameleons and budgies and rats and, uh, you know, clownfish and all the things. And, of course, Honor's calculating with his birthday money. Oh, I think I have enough to get a bearded dragon. <laughs> We're like, nope, nope. We are not coming home with a bearded dragon today. Sorry, Honor. Uh, We're going to have to do a little, a little planning ahead. If that's ever going to happen. Um, we actually have had chameleons before and we've had, goodness, we've had a snake, a corn snake. We've had um, rabbits. We've had guinea pigs. We've had hamsters. We've had all kinds of reptiles, um, fish and turtles. Um, yeah, we've kind of had run the gamut. At the moment, we don't have any pets at all except for the cats that we're keeping alive at our house when Sean goes there to feed them. Um and Ruby. Ruby is our faithful beagle. In case y'all didn't know that we have a beagle, we've had her for about six years. So we spent some time at the pet store and then we will have dinner together as a family and the birthday boy or girl gets to pick their dinner. Um, pretty typically they will pick steak because we don't have steak very often, potato salad and homemade bread, which is exactly what Honor picked. Like I said, it's funny to see how they watch these traditions unfold and then they want to keep, keep doing them. They want to perpetuate the same things because they just love them. And it's not something that we do super often, even though there are 12 of us. So obviously there's birthdays happening fairly often. In fact, we pack them in. Um, we really pack them in on September 24th because that's the day that both of our sets of twins were born knock those out. And then we have my birthday in October, two birthdays in November and a birthday in December and then January and February. And then we take a break. Oh, wait. And Sean's is in January as well. So yep. That whole September to January, February stretch is full of celebrating um, once or twice a month. And so we did our typical dinner that I just described to you. And then everyone, excluding me, chooses the same dessert. Um, and you've probably had it before. And it's terrible for you, but this is our traditional Halberstadt 
cake and it's just a boxed cake mix that you bake according to directions then you stab it full of holes with a fork so that you could pour in this terrible for you concoction but it's super ooey gooey and yummy tasting of um of condensed milk and like a cream caramel you could make your own you could absolutely take a lot of extra steps to make this way healthier at least without all of the preservatives and chemicals in it um for the rareness that we have it even if it's twice a month for several months in a row, I do not take all of those steps. So um, the one thing that I have done is, so you, you mix together the condensed milk and the cream caramel, and I just do a jar of it, like the sauce that you would put on um, ice cream, and mix that together with one can of the condensed milk, and then you pour it in all those cracks and holes that you just made by poking the tar out of your cake with your fork, and then you cover it all with, I think the recipe calls for Cool Whip, and I have started making our own whipped cream at home and just using real whipped cream. And it's way better for you, you know, ish, but also it just tastes better. And then the next extra over the top level of good tasting, but bad for you is that we sprinkle Heath bits, uh, chocolate coated Heath bits on top of all of that. It is so decadently gooey and over-the-top sweet, and that's my kid's favorite. I said accepting myself when I said that this is our, our traditional birthday dessert. I, I actually don't love this cake. It's a little too much for me, and I have a sweet tooth, so that's saying something. I don't love the crunch of the Heath, but the kids do. So that's their choice. That's what we're going for. In fact, as soon as I get done with this podcast, that's what I'm going inside to start making. If my twin girls, who are our bakers at our house. They love it so much. Haven't already started them. They very well may have. Um, and then we'll usually spend the evening um, reading a book aloud, playing some more Mario Kart, um, d doing any games that the birthday boy or girl wants to do, uh, watching a movie, um, you know, just, just hanging around in the living room together and um, talking and enjoying each other's company. So, those are some of our favorite birthday traditions with our kids. Sean's and mine look a little bit different. For my birthday, a lot of times we're traveling because one of two things. One, a lot of times Sean has a work trip that time of year and we tend to piggyback them together. If he's going to be gone already and his flight is paid for and his lodging is paid for and he happens to have a work trip around that time, we will try to combine that with a birthday trip. And two, my birthday being in October makes it just a really beautiful time of year to travel. So we don't do that every year by any stretch, but a lot of times I'm not home on that actual day. Um, so we will celebrate my birthday on a different day before or after we leave or we get back. Um, so I just kind of thought that it would be fun on a birthday to talk to you guys about some birthday traditions and to give you some ideas, just like I talked about before, to um, hopefully inspire something that you haven't considered before or to confirm that maybe if your traditions look nothing like ours, but you love them and your family is thriving in them, that you should keep going and that they are worth investing in. I genuinely hope and pray and expect at this point, because we repeated some of these elements over and over again, that my kids will look back and say, 
we did birthday lunches with mom and dad. I want to do that with our kids. Or we did this thing where we went around the table and said what we loved about them. I want to do that with our kids. And um, those are the kind of traditions that I want to pass down. Those are the kind of memories that I want to be planting seeds of love and enjoyment and um, anticipation in my kids' hearts for. And so hopefully this has been a help to you and entertaining to you. We will get back to the deep stuff very soon. Um, but I am going to go make a cake that I might not even eat one piece of, but that's okay because we had cinnamon rolls this morning that were homemade and man, they were amazing. So I'll leave you with dreams of cinnamon rolls and chocolate cake covered in Heath bits and whipped cream. And I hope you have a great week. If you enjoy the MS for Mama podcast, I would be so honored if you would subscribe and follow along, maybe share with friends or even leave a review. And if you want more content on motherhood and biblical responses to cultural issues, be sure to follow along on Instagram at m.is.for.mama.